evermore. Amen. Remain standing, please. Take your Bibles tonight and turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter number, uh, number 3. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 this evening. One verse that we're going to read. going to take a thought from that verse tonight to preach about. And uh, I just appreciate you all being here this evening. It's, it's, it's uh, refreshing to see folks in church on Sunday nights. Amen. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always glad any service folks to come, but uh, Sunday night's always kind of special to me. And uh, look, look at verse number 15 this evening. And uh, verse 15, let's read it together, just that one verse. The Bible says, That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. I want you to notice the last part of that verse. And God requireth that which is past. Time my message is this, God wants the old thing. God wants the old thing. And I hope tonight you'll listen and let God speak to your heart about these things t- this evening. And uh, I, believe this, I believe the Bible's got the right answers, doesn't it? And it has all the answers. They're all right. And uh, let's ask the Lord to help us now. Father, thank you again for the time that we have this evening. Th- Father, what a blessing it is to be able to come to church. I'm glad that there's a church that's open. I'm glad there's a people that want to be in church. Lord, I'm glad that we can come and carry our Bibles with us and open it up and reading it. And Father, not only that, but believe in it. And I pray tonight, help us now to uh, get through a, a truth, I believe, that's very important, very timely uh, tonight. And so, Father, speak to our hearts. May we be tender to your Holy Spirit speaking to us tonight. May we pray for our country tonight. Lord, it's quite a mess. And Lord, uh, our, our leaders have no clue, no clue what to do. But Father, the Bible's very clear what needs to be done. So help us now, and may we as a people tonight understand what the Bible's talking about in this verse. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. The Bible tells us something I believe very important, and uh, in that last part of it, and I, I read the whole verse though again, that which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God, and notice the next word, requireth that which is past. God said he requires that which he requireth, that which is past. Now think about this. When God requires something, that's pretty important. Uh, God is not saying here, well, I I prefer the past. God said I require it. Uh, He didn't say that I recommend the past. And I think we could say, well, you know, I recommend these things. Yes, but God's saying this, I require this. Uh, God didn't say I suggest this. This was all a command. He says, I require it. And God's saying there's no, there's no room for debate on this. And, you know, that's why I'm thankful for the word of God. We don't have to sit around and debate it. You know, I, I, I get upset with a lot of folks today. They want to sit around and debate the Bible. You don't need to debate the Bible. You need to read it and do it. Amen. People say, well, I just like to get in arguments. I don't like getting in arguments. I like to look what the Bible says, do what the Bible says, preach what the Bible says, and uh, I think we'll be all right. But people like to argue about it, and they want to debate about it. Uh, I'm not going to debate about it. I, I know what's right. And, uh, you know, there might be somebody that's better talented in debating, but the thing is we can all know what is true because we have the Bible in our hands tonight. And so the Bible tells us that God requires. The word require means to demand. It means to ask as, as the right and by authority. 
So I think about this. Well, this is what God's saying. He says, I require this. God's saying, I demand it, and I require this. That, and, 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 and he's saying that he, that he uh, uh, has the right and the authority to require it. It goes on in the, in the uh, definition. It says, we require a person to do a thing, require a thing to be done. In other words, God demands. You say, I just don't like it the way God demands things. But God demands things because he is God. And God always knows what's right, doesn't he? And, you know, I don't have a problem, God, demanding us to do what is right. And uh, it's, not, it's not a problem. You know, people, I'll, I'll tell you who it's a problem with, rebellious people. You know, a lot of rebellious people today, you know, in our world, even in Christianity today, where people say, I've had people say this to me, I don't care what the Bible says, this is what I believe. You better care what the Bible says. And, and, and God's, God's telling us here that, that, that he demands. And, and, and the thing is, what does God demand? And uh, what does God demand of his children? You know, uh, I mean, he's my God. He makes de- demands of me. And it's not because God doesn't love me. You know, a parent, sometimes we give the thinking today that a parent says, well, you know, I just want my kids to make up their own minds. And I want them to be uh, critical thinkers. In other words, they want to just know everything and they will decide. The Bible says train up a child to be a critical thinker. Train up a child in the way he should go. God's saying, listen, this is what you do. So I just don't think it that way. You know why? You've been listening to people you shouldn't be listening to. And uh, there's a lot of false voices out there today. But uh, uh, the Bible tells us that, that God demands something of his children. It's really simple, and that's this, that which is past. That which is past, as we read there in verse number 15. I believe the struggle is going on today in our churches in America. And uh, sadly, uh, I hate to say this, but uh, the more and more, the older I get, the more I see it happening, even in independent fundamental Baptist churches. You know, there's a time that you used to know when the sign said Baptist Church, fundamental Baptist Church, everything was pretty much right. Not these days. There's been so much compromise where people have said, this, this is what the problem was. People said, I will do what I think. I'll not worry about what God says. God's word is very clear, but when we start messing with it, we, 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 we get it messed up. And, and, and what we see that what's happening in our churches today is really this. It is a, it is a, it is a battle over, over the past versus the present. You know, we have the present, there's the new way of doing things, there's the new Bibles out there today, and all the different, the new thinking today, and, uh, you know, you just wonder sometimes when I look at the liberals and I, I listen to the lost people, sometimes I hear what they say, and I'm thinking, boy, all this crazy new thinking, nothing's new under the sun. It's bad thinking, not necessarily new thinking. And what scares me is when God's people, independent Baptist folks, begin to think differently and forget the past. Thank the Lord for the past. You know, and I can think, well, maybe we had some bad past. Well, we can ask God to forgive us and have things made right again. But, you know, so much of the past. I think the battle that goes on, like I said, in our churches today is the past versus the present. I believe, in fact, the entire spiritual battle in America. And America is in a spiritual battle today where, where you know, you hear people, they'll, they'll, they'll name the name of Christ and then one, in one breath and they'll, they'll sip their cocktails in the next breath. And uh, they'll, 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 they'll praise God and then curse the next moment. And I'm thinking, you know, there's a spiritual battle going on in America today and it'll all be summed up with the same thing, the past versus the present. Where all of a sudden we forgot about the old time ways. I think I mentioned a little bit this morning when people call me old-fashioned, I say thank you for the compliment. I thank the Lord for that. 
But I think the spiritual battle going on is a battle of the, ver- the, the, the past versus the present. I think about this, the abortion, is, the, abortion, the abortion battle is the same thing, the past against the present. You know, uh, uh, you know th- th- there was a time when, when abortion was uh, not allowed in America. You say, well, you know, they were doing a lot of evil things in, and they were doing it in hiding, and so let's make it, let's make it legal so it's done better. Well, let's make murder legal. Pretty much they're doing that today. You see how far we come? And, and so you say, well, how in the world could you think that abortion is all right? You know what it is? It is killing of a baby. But our thinking today, what is it? The new thinking is like we don't, we, don't, we don't agree with that. And you have people marching in cities and riding in cities over the thing of abortion. What is going on? It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the past against the, the present. People saying, we want, we want the wait now. And then there's, there's folks like us that stand up and say, hey, you know what? We need to go back to the past and realize there was a time when in America it was illegal to kill babies. I think about gun control. You know where I stand about that. Uh, you know, there was a time there was not all the gun laws. And it was a less evil day in America. You know what happens? They got all the laws and what do we got going on now? They all of a sudden this brain thinking, you know, we'll just get rid of all the guns. As if the criminal is going to obey the laws of the land. Did the word criminal kind of give it away to you? They're not going to do it. The law says, you can't have that gun. So the criminal goes in and goes, man, I'd like to buy that gun, but I'm a criminal and I can't have it. Doesn't happen, does it? You know, you know what it is? It's a crazy thing. There was a day when men and women, they protected themselves. You know, people sometimes, they don't, they don't understand why I believe in the Second Amendment and believe that you ought to be able to carry and I believe in doing that. People say, well, you need to just trust God. Then you go out and you lay on the yellow line out there. Go out there on Piney Creek and lay down the yellow line officers. We'll all come out and watch and see what happens. So I'm trusting God. Well, you can trust God as we have your funeral next week. I believe, you know, you know, what, you know what encourages me sometimes? I, I read a couple stories this week about some people were breaking into a house, and they broke into a house where someone was armed. You know, that might make you think a little bit different. You say, well, I don't think you ought to hurt anybody. You ought not break into somebody's house. You know, there was a time when we decided we want to defend our families. I still believe in that. I'm not going to, someone comes into my house and says, I'm taking your wife. I'm going to say, take her. I'm, I'm going to say, wait a minute. Let me think, rethink this here. Over my dead body. Well, all my five of my kids were at home. I, I mean, I, I have five. You say, well, you have five of them. Give a couple of them away. I'm not giving any of them away. They are my kids. I'm protecting them. Well, there's some booger man wants to come around my house and try to hurt somebody. They were in for a big surprise. And so I just don't think you ought to be that way. You just need to trust God. I trust God to help me aim straight. <laughs> and now that I got the cataract out, I can. So don't come sneaking around. Amen. There was a day. There was a day when people understood that you don't mess with somebody else's property. You can get shot. You know, they're, they're now people, and you know, I get a kick out of this too. Some of these idiots that try to hijack a car are getting really upset. They go, man, somebody, I tried to hijack that car and somebody had a gun. Why, they shot at me when I dropped my gun and ran. I mean, come on. You see what it is? It's crazy thinking today. There was a day, you know what we need? We need the things of the past. Amen. I don't know if you're a pacifist, you have a problem with this. That's why I'm just kind of sitting here for a while till all of you smile. Either that or you get up and leave, one or the other, all right? But I think of, you know, the capital punishment. You know what it is? It's a battle. It's a battle between the present and the past. 
You know, there was a time you killed somebody, you died. That's all the way in the Bible. Now, all of a sudden, you got these crazy DAs. They let somebody out and say, well, you know, they really didn't mean it. We've got to let them go again. And what do they do? And they know this. Most of the time, they go back to the same crime that they committed in the first place. You say, preacher, you need to have love. I have love, but I, have, I also know this. I understand that God has re- requirements when it comes to stuff that happens like that. It's a battle against the present and the past. When I think about the, of all these different things, and I think you know what our problem in America is? We didn't learn from the past. We had, we had a bunch of college graduates. Now, when you think if you graduate from college, you ought to have half a brain. You know what you get anymore when you graduate from college? A bill. Hey, man, you get all this debt, and that's another thing we'll talk about. Just hang on to your seats. We'll get to that, too. But we've seen the, the, you know, the, the, we, we see the balancing of the budget in America. I mean, you can't get a Republican or Democrat to do that today. There was a day when our nation, when our government realized they need to balance the budget. And we look and say, well, that's all right. We'll print more money. Do you realize it makes it even harder on our grandchildren and, and our children, and our grandchildren are going to pay so much more because of the people not understanding you pay your bills. And what happens is they just keep shoveling the money out and giving money out for everything. And, and now they're doing for the, uh, the uh, you know, if you were a, related to a slave, you get all this money. And if you, you know, you went to, went to college, you don't have to pay your bill. And, you know, if you want to just come and cross our, our border without doing it the proper way, breaking our laws, we'll put you up in, 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 in beautiful hotels in, in New York City. You know, all that costs money. There was a day and we said, we can't afford that. Well, you and I, we understand that, don't we? There's sometimes we look, you know, I've gone in gun stores before, and I look, oh, what a pretty gun. And I go, I can't afford that. And I'm thinking, boy, if my wife was here with me, she would, I would get that gun. You say, why? Because she always, she's wonderful. That's why I keep her. She said, she says, oh, why don't you go ahead and get it? Isn't that a wonderful wife? I want to tell you, one time I went to look for a gun, and, and, and it was at Cabela's. I had, I had, uh, Rex with me. My wife wasn't there. Me and Rex, we were looking for this shotgun. And uh, I got there and I go, man, I don't know. I don't know. He goes, hey, let's do something. Pretend I'm Pam. <laughs> it was a little bit hard, you know, with the beard. I said, okay. He goes, why don't you get it? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> hey, man. So I like taking Rex or Pam with me to the gun store. Do you know, yes, honey, I'll take you first. I'll take you first. But if you're not there, I'll take Rex. <laughs> take my son, he'll say, Dad, you got enough. Amen. But, uh, but I think, you know, the liberals and the modernists have no regard for history. You know, I mean, you may not think it's a big deal, but I think it's a big deal, them tearing down the statues. Yeah. You know why? They don't want the past. You say, well, not everything was great in the past. Well, I know that. There's no country that's been perfect in the past. But we learned something. There was some dignity in the past. There were some people that had some backbone. Some people understood what was right and what was wrong. What happens, though, it's a battle between the present and the past. And I think about the liberals and the modernists have no regard for those things, and they lead us down a dangerous path. I think about the battle over the rights of the sodomites. It can be summed up with this. It's a past against the present. 
The shacking up of people today that, that, that are living together, not married. I still believe, I still believe that people will be married if they're living together. Amen. You say, but preacher, you don't understand. Times have changed. Past against the, uh, 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 the past or the present. The present says, oh, yeah, but it's cheaper. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be a lot cheaper if I'd kill my family and I could live on by myself. You don't do that. You don't send to do something that's cheaper. What happens? They're living together, and, 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 and what, it, what it's all about, again, is past versus, versus the present. There's never used to be, you know, there never used to be the queer rights campaigns. You know, they, they march around, I mentioned about this morning there, they, they march around New York City naked for their, their, their rights. And uh, they, they all should have been put in jail and thrown away the key. What happens? They have a right to express themselves. I say put them in jail because it'll help keep America beautiful. Them ugly bodies walking around, amen. I think about the Bible issue in America is wrapped up in the past versus the present. I want the Bible of the past, not the Bible of the present. You go to the bookstores today and you look for King James Bibles in a little bitty spot. And you look and there's all the other perversions out there. They're all new versions, the new, new, new all the time. And people say, I want the new one. Uh, give me the old-time religion. Give me the old book. Amen. It's past versus the present. Our financial problems in America be, can be summed up by the past versus the present. You know, there used to be a time when there wasn't credit cards. Right? Oh, credit cards. How wonderful it is to go charge it. I remember my mom got a first credit card at Montgomery Wards. Oh, she was terrible. <laughs> my dad looking at Bill come in and, and, and he would say, Joanne, what is this? And she said, it's the credit card. We, we can pay a little bit. We don't have to pay it all off. And dad would say, what about that interest? My mom had this idea and we as kids did it too. And mom would say, we'd say, mom, can we get this? She goes, I don't have any money. Do you have a credit card? <laughs> or remember this, you can write a check. We had this idea that the, all the, that book of checks were all money you can spend. You, all you have to do is write a check and the bank will give it to you. You know, you know there was a day when people understood you don't buy something if you can't afford it. You know, I, you hear these college students, you know, they got the degree now and they're going, man, how am I going to pay for this? I'm thinking, you dumb bunny, didn't you understand when you borrowed that money, you were supposed to pay it back? The word borrow, did they ever cover that in college? There was a day when a man was good for his, his debt. But now what happens, well, we'll just charge it there, and then we'll just, we'll just wait for a Democrat to get in and pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Our home problems can be attributed to the past versus the present. There was a day when people spanked their kids. Oh, you say, oh, preacher, I don't believe it. I don't believe in beating kids. I don't believe in beating kids either. But I believe the Bible says you spare the rod, you what? Spoil the child. Well, that's in the Bible. Well, that's old-fashioned. You know, they look at parents who spank their children as abusers. Let me tell you who the abusers are. The parents that take their children to these, these uh, men that dress up like women parties. The, the, the parents who send their kids off to the public school are being taught there that, hey, we, if you think you're a girl, young man, you could be a girl, and we will call you by that. I'm telling you, I'm just waiting for the first one to get smart with me when I say, thank you, sir. 
I'm not a sir. I don't, you say, what are you going to do? I don't know, but I think I'm going to have fun with it. <laughs> Amen. No, you're not a sir. You're a, you're a, you're a, a female. Well, I'm working on it. And I'm going to say, you know what? You better ask for your money back. <laughs> Isn't it sad where we're at? You know what it is? It's, it's the past versus the present. So, well, you know, you need to understand there is all these different genders now. No, the fact of the matter is there is a male and there is a female. And now you have these idiots now in our government saying we will pay for you to go and have your, your sex changed. You can be a girl. We'll give you operations. We'll give you medication. And we'll help you to become something else. You know, who would have thought about that years ago? In the past, my Bible tells me it's an abomination. And, and, I, and, I, and now today it's like, oh boy. You know, the president saying, I'm so proud of you folks. What a dumb bunny. You say, what's a dumb bunny? I don't know, but it sounds good, don't it? I don't know, I have a clue. They don't have a clue. Oh, yeah, they do. They decided to take the present instead of the past. They decided to listen to some of these idiots at the, from the universities rather than listen to somebody that has some sense. They won't listen to, as I talked about this morning, about the messengers from God. They listen to the teachers from the universities. Somebody may say, well, preacher, it sounds like you're not for that stuff. <laughs> yes, you're very good. You're very, uh, you know, you're very perceptive. I do have a problem with that. So now instead of spanking our kids, what we want to do is give them time out. Oh, I wish my parents believed in that. I wish there was a, I'm, I'm, I wish my mom would said, "All right, son, because you punch your brother, you take a time out." I'd go over there and I'd sit there and just enjoy it. Because you say, "Why?" Because I was able to sit. Because my parents, when they took care of me, I wasn't able to sit. Amen. You say, "Oh, your parents hated you." Oh, I thought they did. No, they didn't hate me. They loved me. They taught me some things. Now what we do, we do this. Well, let's just divert their attention. Oh, look at over here, honey. Look at over here. We divert their attention. That's not changing them. That is diverting their attention. It's the present versus the past. Where is that goddess today? Find children that listen. Find children that know how to behave. Find children that have respect. Hard to find today. I'm glad we've got some kids like that will have some respect and know how to obey in our church. Amen. Amen. That didn't happen by accident, by the way, either. God's telling us here he requires the past over the present. You see, God's not doing a new thing. God's doing an old thing. The things of old are still true today. God's saying he requires the Bible of the past and the morals of the past. You know, we live in a day when morals are just in, down the drain. No morality anymore. And I think how sad it is. And, and yet God's demanding morals of the past. I believe that God's demanding churches of the past. What happened here today is not a normal thing in America in our churches today. You say, you think you're something. No, I know I'm not anything. I just know this. Find somebody. And there are some. Believe me. Thank the Lord for it. 
But it is harder and harder to find someone that will preach the word of God. Most churches would not preach what I preached this morning or what I'm preaching tonight. He said, man, it'll make people mad. You know what? If we're the right kind of Christian, we won't get mad. We'll decide this. I want the old things. God wants us to, requires us to have the principles of the past. I think God requires us to have the manners of the past. I think God requires us to have the philosophy of the past. I believe God wants us to still have the standards of the past. I believe God wants us to have the music of the past. I believe he wants us to have personal responsibility of the past. You know, all the things have changed today. Why? Because we want the present instead of the past. What did God say? And God requireth that which is past. This is what God expects out of us. This is what God expects out of us. Somebody needs to stop and think about all this that's going on today. You say, preacher, you know, why, why, why is there so much trouble? Why is the family so destroyed? Why is there so much the, the looting and the, uh, the shoplifting and the murder and the, and, and, and the killing? Why is all that happening? Uh, understand uh, we have caused that to happen because we decided to go with the present rather than the past. In the old days, they didn't put up with that stuff. But these days, I mean... You can do just about, and you hear the news talking about what goes on in New York, because what do they do? They arrest, the cops won't even arrest anybody because they know they're going to be right back out. They used to say they slap their hands. They don't even slap their hands anymore, and they go out. You know why? They've had this idea that they got from the universities, and they said, you know what? We want the present. And they wonder, why is there so much problem? You know what? If we go back to the past, everything would be a whole lot different. You say, well, I don't think anybody's going to do that. I know a lot of folks won't do it, but I'll tell you what, you and I can. You and I can. You say, why is it such a mess today? Because we followed the recipe the world has given. You know, if you make some cookies, you have a recipe, Right? You got a recipe and you mix this stuff together and you know what? Does it surprise you after you bake it and it comes out and you go, oh, I can't believe it, there's cookies. <laughs> you follow the recipe, right? I might have lasagna and you put the noodles and the cheese and the hamburger and whatever, all the stuff you put in there with that and you put it in that bowl and you put it in the, in the, in the oven and then all of a sudden after a while, you know, you take it out and you're like, oh no, I can't believe it. It's, no, you know you're expecting it because you followed the recipe. This blessed King James Bible is the recipe for life. It is the recipe for our nation. It's a recipe for our families. It's a recipe for everything. But if we don't follow it and follow another recipe, what are you going to get? A mess. You see. Our homes, our churches, our nation, our morals are deteriorating right in front of our eyes. talking to a family the other day and it's about coming to church well no we're on Sunday we're all riding our motorcycles and I looked there's like four four kids running around the house there I'm thinking you know what you're really you're really making a good life for these kids they all had nice little motorcycles had little bitty ones everybody had all their thing you know what's a sad thing those kids weren't in Sunday school on Sunday morning in fact the matter is the church that they go to is probably probably were better off not going to it just saying but the thing was, what do you expect when you follow that recipe? You might as well expect what that recipe makes. 
We need to realize that we need to look to the past and for the, for the future. When I think about our country and such the huge mess that it's in today, and I think the reason why is because we're living in the present and forgot all about the past. And God requires the past. I think of the story of Rehoboam. <clears throat> go with me to First Kings, if you would. All right, let's go back there. I was going to look at my watch, see what time it is, but who knows? My wife's going to raise her hand at me when it's time. And then I'll say, I see that hand. Thank the Lord she's getting saved tonight. Amen. <laughs> First Kings chapter number 12. Uh, verse number one, Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all the Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was, he was fled uh, from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. And they, they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous, now therefore make thou the grievous serve, make Make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us, lighter, and we will serve thee. He said, hey, you know, you make it easier for us, we'll serve you. And he went and said unto them, depart ye for three days. Then come again to me, and the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted the old men that stood before Solomon, his father, while yet he lived, and, and said, how do ye advise that I may answer the, this people? And they spake unto him, saying, if thou wilt be a servant unto the people, unto his people, this people, this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. You see, you see what, what Rehoboam did? Rehoboam, he, he did, he talked to the old fellows. But he went to the young fellows, and the young fellows said, hey, you know, we got the new answers, man. We've been to the university. We know. The old men knew. They understood the past. And after Rehoboam was crowned king, he made the decision, and he didn't, he didn't get the advice from the, the old men. He took the advice of the young men. What was the battle? The battle became the past versus the present. He decided to listen to those young men instead of the old fellows that understood something. Tragedy came. And eventually the mighty army of Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon came and leveled the city of Jerusalem. Why? He forsook the old men. He listened to the young guys. You know, that's one of the big problems in our families today. And one of the big problems in our, in our churches today. Everybody wants to listen to what the young people want. Young people need to listen to the old folks. Amen. The old folks have been down the road. They know what's right. Young people say, well, we, we want to be easier, kind of like they did there with Rehoboam. You know, we, we just need to take all the yokes off. Let us be whatever we want to be. I mean, who would have thought parents would let their kids decide whether male or female? Who would have thought? It's crazy. And so why did this happen? Because Rehoboam chose the present instead of the past. The temple was destroyed because he chose the present instead of the past. The walls were leveled because he chose the present instead of the past. The Jews went into captivity for seven years because Rehoboam chose the present instead of the past. I really believe this on my heart. I believe there's nothing, nothing wrong with our nation that our, and our churches and our homes and our schools that the past could not fix. 
You say, is there hope? Yes, there's hope, but we've got to go back to the past. We've got to go back to believing the Bible. We've got to go back to practicing the Bible. We need to go back and believing the Bible. I have to say, you probably, first of all, ought to have the Bible. God requires the past. David went to take some food to his brothers. Remember the story? He goes to, to take some food to his brothers. Some folks said, yeah, you're just coming to show off. He wouldn't come to show off. He was coming there to obey his daddy. You know, he still had old-time beliefs. And listen, whatever daddy says, I'm going to do. And he went there, and all of a sudden he looks, he sees the giant Goliath out in the field. He's thinking, you know, it's not a cause. Isn't somebody going to do something about that guy? He looks, and there's the old army, the whole army of Israel, and there's all these great big soldiers, and there's Saul in all of his armor. And, and he's thinking, like, why isn't someone doing something about that? And, and, and so uh, David, he goes there, he arrives on that scene there, and he, and he challenges Israel's best soldiers, and they don't want to do anything. He said, why don't you do something? He says, I, I will. And so what did they do? He said, come here, young man. Here, take this armor of Saul and put this armor on. Saul's a huge man, David, a little ruddy guy. And he put this on. Can you imagine? He puts this big suit of armor on. His, I mean, his arms are like this. What am I supposed to do now? They put the helmet on. You can't even see his face. The eye parts right down here on his chest. I'm like, how in the world am I going to do this? He can't even walk in it. It's so heavy. You know what that was? That was the new suit of armor for him. He was saying, they were saying, hey, young man, you go fight him. Take the new armor. And he says, I can't take this. I've not proved it. You know what we need today? We need something that's been proved. This old Bible has been proved, amen. This old way of life has been proved. And I, and I think, you know, he, wouldn't, he said, I, I, can't, I can't do it. And he couldn't take that helmet and that breastplate. It was too big. He couldn't move. And David said, I haven't proved it. And he said, listen, he said, I need something that already proved. And so what did he do? He had an old sling. He reaches down. He pulls this old sling out. He pulled out the old thing, the past. He said, I know this thing works. I know this works. He comes out there, he's got his five stones. He goes walking out there. <laughs> Can you imagine? Everybody else going, man, he's dead meat. He's going to die. Look at the giant out there. Look how small he is. He's going to die. Well, David goes out there. He didn't have the armor, but he had a sling. He had something that was proven. And you all know the story. Kids know the story, don't they? And all of a sudden, what happens? He took that rock and that sling and started slinging it around. I can imagine all the Philistines are laughing, saying, what in the world is this little ruddy guy doing? He's going to kill this giant with a rock. And all of a sudden, David threw it out there, come up there and smack that man right in the middle of his head, and he fell down dead. David went over and cut his head off. <laughs> you say, man, that's pretty gory. No, that's just saying, you know what? He ain't going to bother anybody again. Amen. You know, you pacifists having a problem again, aren't you? Well, he, he cut his head off, and there he was. He killed him. What? He used the past. He used something that was proven. Let me tell you something. This old book, I don't need a new book because this book is right. I don't need something new. I thank the Lord for what God has given to us. And I think, you know, we, we, we have this idea that, that America would be a better nation if we work less days. Now everybody says, well, you know, just work at home all the time and just, just work less days and we'll have a better. No, we don't have a better economy by doing that. You know, work causes us to be able to make some money so we can then buy things and we can pay for things and, and it makes us productive. You know, places say, when was the last time you've been to a restaurant? 
They're, they're going, they're going, I'm sorry, you know, we're just, we're shorthanded today. You know, people just won't show up to work anymore and they think things are going to get better. When you don't go to work, things don't get better. Right? You know, you don't go to work, they don't say, and you say, well, we know you had, you know, your, your, your little toenail was hurting, and so you stayed home, so we're going to pay you. No, that's not what happened. They, they work to get, they have an income. You know, Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Now what we have is say, hey, just come here, we'll feed you, we'll give you everything. You don't have to work, we'll give you money, free money, free food, free room and board, we'll give you everything free. That's why we have a nation today where you have young people who never show up at their jobs. Ever been to McDonald's lately? Every time you go to McDonald's, there's someone different working there. And I'm thinking, what in the world? What's going on? Why is there always something different? I mean, I, we went to Cracker Barrel one day, and we were in there, in there eating, a, eating, eating breakfast, and I walked in, and I looked like, what is this mess? I mean, there was tables all around, and they still had the old food, the old dishes on there, never cleaned the table off. They walked in there, and they found a clean table and said, all right, you can sit here. And I'm like, yeah, I sit next to that mess and 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 that mess. And, that mess. and I'm like, you know, I, I just felt, I felt like it was dirty. And I looked around and I said, and the lady goes, I'm sorry, but we just don't have anybody to clean the tables off. We went in there one time, you know what they said? We said, you know, we need spoons to stir our coffee. <laughs> she go, sorry, we don't have any spoons. There's a problem somewhere. Boy, us mind-thinking people. Now what happens? You don't have anybody who works a job. You can't get people to show up. Ask people about it. And people that that employ folks understand what I'm talking about. I think we all know it too. There was a time, you know, the morals have been left. We need to have proven morals and proven decency and proven integrity. And may I say this, a proven King James Bible. And a proven prayer can build a great nation. Remember Naboth preached about him not long ago. I'm almost done. Naboth had a vineyard. Remember old King Ahab, big baby. He said, I want that. I want it. Naboth said, I can't give it to you. He said, my fathers gave it to me and God gave it to my fathers and it is not for sale. I will not give it up. I'm going to keep the old piece of ground that the old men gave me. And Ahab, and old Ahab, he went home and he cried, and his wife came in and said, what's wrong, poopsie-whoopsie? He said, he won't give me the ground. She went and had him killed. He got the ground. Do you know what Naboth said? You can't have it. My fathers gave it to me. Let me tell you something tonight. That book's not for sale. You know why? My heavenly father gave it to me. It's not for sale. My standards are not for sale. Do you know why? God gave me those standards. My, my doctrine is not for sale because God gave me that doctrine. I, that's not for sale. My beliefs are not for sale because God gave them to me from the word of God. I'm glad this old King James Bible has been proven. You know, these poor college people can't say, they say this, well, we just can't understand it. Well, give me a break. Read it. He said, but, you know, all those these and thous, I know those big, long words. T-H-E-E. T-H-Y. Ooh. Scary. And yet they can have L-G-B-Q-T and know what those letters mean. Amen. This old Bible has been proven. Listen to this. Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You've heard me preach this. One of the biggest problems is we have not had enough faithful men to pass on the truth. We got a bunch of dads today saying, well, you know, the kids, they just don't want to come. How many times, you know, I, you know I've had bus routes before. You go to the house and, well, they don't want to come today. Can you imagine? You think that happens about school? Probably these days it does. You know, my mom and dad, I go, Mom, I don't feel like going to school today. You know what she would say? Get ready, you're going to school. My stomach's hurting. She says, well, it's not going to be any better just staying here. Go on to school. At least go to school. You're going to school. I don't want to. Mom said, you're going. But I'll cry. And she said, and they'll laugh at you. <laughs> I said, what a mean mom. No one went to school. You know why? I was a crybaby. I learned this. You know what? You better not be a crybaby or do what you ought to do. Amen. But Paul was writing to Timothy to learn from him and pass it on. And I think one of the things we've learned, you know, about the Apostle Paul in my Sunday school class and also Wednesday night, we've been talking about this. Paul was able to say this, follow me. You know what? He was saying, follow me. I'm going to teach you some things that I've learned. Now you pass it. He said to Timothy, pass it on to others too. Here's where we fail. We fail to pass it on. Our boys and girls need to know what we know. I'm not talking about everything of the world. I'm talking about know what the word of God says. You know, didn't, didn't we used to make, we used to laugh about our parents saying, you know, when I was a kid, we went to school and snow was like 14 feet deep and we went barefooted and we, we had to run, we had to walk 14 miles to school. And we're going, but the bus stop gets cold. My good night. You know, you know some, some of those old timers had it kind of rough, but it gave them some backbone. You got kids today, they melt because it's over 75. Hey, man, we got a bunch of flowers instead of real men. You got men, I mean, men's clothing now. We got, I mean, I don't know about you, but I just don't want a girl's clothing. Hey, man, I just, I just got a problem with that. Tim, Timothy, Paul was writing to Timothy to pass it on. I was thinking about, you know, how things have changed, and I, I closed with this illustration. Tuesday night, we were out soloing. My wife was my partner there. No one else would go with me, and she had to. But she was my partner, and we went there, knocked on the door, and a teenage girl came to the door. And I invited her to church. She goes, no, I go to a, a, a I might as well say a brethren church. And she says, I, I go, and she said, uh, we go there. I said, oh, okay. I said, you know, I told her where we're at and everything. And I said, uh, finally, we talked a little bit, and I asked her this. I said, well, let me ask you a question. And I had a feeling she would know the right answer. But I said this. I said, if you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? She goes, oh, I don't know. I, 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 think everything, I think everything's fine. I said, great. She goes, I'm so pumped. I've been at, 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 at church camp all week long. And I am so pumped. I'm like, okay. I said, let me ask you this. If God met you at the gates of heaven and said, why should I let you in? What would your answer be? You know what she said? I never thought about that. I don't know. I said, can I show you in the Bible how you can know that for sure? She goes, no, no. I don't, I don't, I'm, just, I'm just pumped over this, over, over the church camp. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Why in the world would someone go to a church camp and come back from there and say they're all pumped up? Why was it? Because I know this. Their big emphasis at that church is Christian rock music. That girl 
was pumped by her rock music. She was not pumped like those boys were when they went to, went to the church camp. They came back on fire for God. They didn't come in. I didn't, I, you guys even said, you didn't go, I'm pumped, Pastor. I'm pumped. I mean, I know they pumped you full of hot air, probably, you know. Well, you're not pumped. Those two guys come up here and say, God called me. God called me. I, I surrender to God to do whatever God wants me to do. One said, I surrender to God to be an evangelist. Man, there's a difference. And I think, you know, why is it our church camps in, in America are now, church camps are turning kids into Christian rockers. But you guys didn't have Christian rock down there, did you? You might have thrown a Christian, few Christian rocks. Christian camp would have Christian rocks. They probably threw a few at them, you know. You say, well, boys do that? Well, boys do that? Yes, and if you don't, there's probably something wrong. But uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that, all right? And, and see, Noah, or, oh, there you are. Noah and Reese are going, don't throw rocks. Because <laughs> if you guys get in trouble throwing rocks, don't go and tell Brother Taylor, well, our pastor said it's okay. If we're real men, we're going to throw rocks. You do that, when you come back here, we're going to stone you, all right? And I thought, you know, what a difference. You know, it is a battle between the present and the past. They sang hymns and neat little songs down there at the camp. They got Bible preaching, King James Bible preaching. And poor girl did not get those things. She got the present. And that's why she said, I never thought about that. I'm thinking you have a whole week of, with the kids and you've not made it clear how to go to heaven. There's a battle. So what did the Lord say? God requireth that which is past. He requires it. So let's do it. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for the time this evening. Thank you for these dear people here tonight. Oh, God, I believe that we're in unison on what we believe here. Lord, maybe somebody doesn't believe these things. And, Lord, if they just get right with you, they would. God, I pray that you would just deal with us about it. Lord, make sure things all right in our lives. And, Father, we'll be willing to follow what you say. May we be careful not to take the new things but, and not look for the present. But, Lord, look to the past. A lot of crazy stuff out there today. Father, this old book has not changed in all these years, and it will not change. The only way people change is they change books. Father, lead and guide us. May we be followers of Thee. May we learn from the past. Father, heads bowed, our eyes closed. Maybe this evening you're not, you're not sure you're saved. You need to trust Christ as your Savior tonight. I wonder if there'd be anyone this evening who said, Preacher, if I die right now, I don't know I'd go to heaven, but I'd like to settle it once and for all. When you made the question there and said, If God, God met you at the gates of heaven, why should I let you in? And you may be in your own thoughts saying, Well, I really don't know what I could say. If your answer was, Well, I was pretty good, that's not working. I wonder if there'd be someone tonight say, Preacher, I just don't know, but I'd like to settle that tonight. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone tonight? Preacher, that's me. Christian this evening here. God spoke to your heart. Let's, let's all decide, young people and, and adults. May we decide today that God wants, us to ha wants the old thing. May we get back to the old way, old Bible, old believing, the old truths. Forget about the new stuff. Give me the old things. God requires it. Father, bless this invitation now. I pray, God, you'll get a hold of our hearts about it, Lord, and we'd be faithful to it. 
the things we've learned here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Should we stand as the song is played? You need to come